This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Budget deal set to pass. Purdue faces cotton and dairy requests. Conaway and Peterson still angry. Pruitt Mulls E15 waiver and biotech acreage grows. It's up to the Senate now to clear a budget agreement that will keep the government operating for the rest of the fiscal year. The House approved the bill 309 to 118 yesterday with an overwhelming support from Democrats. Only 15 Democrats opposed the bill. 178 supported it. Some 103 Republicans voted no on the legislation, reflecting the criticism that the measure has received from Heritage Action and other conservative groups. The White House defensiveness over the budget deal, coupled with Republican reluctance to vote for it, is an ominous sign as Congress starts work on spending levels for fiscal 18. That starts October 1st. Purdue. Cotton proposal faces budget constraints. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue knows that cotton and dairy producers will be asking him for financial assistance after failing to get provisions included in the budget deal. Cotton producers are expected to ask Purdue to make them eligible for the price loss coverage program, something Purdue's predecessor refused to do. Purdue warned at an interview with AgriPulse yesterday that the cotton issue will face cost concerns. Purdue said, I could fix it, but we've got some budget constraints. Budget Director Mick Mulvaney would likely have to sign off on any actions that Purdue takes that increase spending. During the interview, Purdue also said USDA is playing a significant role in structuring President Trump's infrastructure plan. USDA staff have been assigned to identify ways to invest in improving rural infrastructure like broadband Internet access. Broadband, Purdue said, has become the new roads and sewers of this century. Conaway and Peterson seething over cotton issue. Leaders of the House Agriculture Committee are still steaming that Senate Democrats blocked the $4 billion in cotton assistance from getting into the budget agreement. Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas said that the top Democrats on the Senate Agriculture and Appropriation Committees, Debbie Stabenow and Pat Leahy, were reckless in requiring that the budget deal also include aid for dairy farmers. Stabenow and Leahy proposed to pay for the dairy aid by reducing cotton payments. Pitting one commodity against the other is a terrible thing to do unless you want it to fail, and that's what happened. Conaway told members of the National Association of Farm Broadcasting yesterday. The House Committee's top Democrat, Colin Peterson of Minnesota, said he hopes that Stabenow and Leahy learned their lesson. This is not the way to do things, to come in at the last minute and demand things just because you've got a lot of power. That has got to end, Peterson said yesterday. Stabenow says it wasn't fair to provide aid to cotton producers, but not dairy. And she says that both issues should be part of a broader debate over the next farm bill. The chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Pat Roberts of Kansas, largely stayed on the sidelines during the budget negotiations. EPA chief working on E15 waiver. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt was on Capitol Hill yesterday meeting with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and also sitting down with a variety of House members. Pruitt also spoke briefly to the farm broadcasters and told them he was meeting with 10 or so House members, Peterson among those on Pruitt's agenda. Addressing a key ethanol issue, Pruitt told the broadcasters that he very much hopes that we can get there on a nationwide reed vapor pressure waiver that would allow for the sale of E15 
during summer months. EPA advances WOTUS overhaul process. EPA has submitted the first part of its WOTUS rewrite process for federal interagency review. The text is not public. But the chairman of the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, John Barrasso, Republican of Wyoming, said the draft rule would withdraw the waters of the U.S. rule, which is currently stayed by the courts. The second part of EPA's process to comply with an executive order issued February 28th involves coming up with new regulations to replace the rule, which has been fiercely criticized by the agriculture community since it was published nearly two years ago. Biotech returns to growth. Global cultivation of genetically engineered crops rose last year by 3%, aided by an 11% increase in Brazil. In 2015, biotech plantings had decreased for the first time since they were first grown commercially 21 years ago. Farmers planted 457.4 million acres of GMO crops in 2016, up 13 million acres from 2015. That according to the annual report by the International Service for the Acquisition of Agrobiotech Applications, or ISAAA. The report says Brazil has become the engine of growth in biotech crops worldwide, helped by rising demand for livestock feed in that country. U.S. plantings, which continue to lead the world, rose by 3% last year to 180 million acres. Brazil's plantings grew to 121 million acres. Argentina now third at 59 million, followed by Canada at 29 million and India at 27 million acres. Biotech crops are grown in 26 countries around the world. EU agrees to drop trade requirement on citrus. U.S. citrus will no longer have to be examined for signs of citrus canker disease before being shipped to the countries of the European Union. The EU's agreement to drop the regulatory burden will save farmers millions of dollars and boost U.S. exports. That according to a joint statement by USDA and the U.S. Trade Representative. Acting USTR Stephen Vaughn said the EU action removes a long-standing and unfair barrier and will help return U.S. citrus exports to the EU to the levels that we had a decade ago. U.S. citrus exports are expected to increase by about $15 million during the first year without the citrus canker regulations. Here's today's He Said It. Frankly, from a more social standpoint, it's going to be hard to keep good, smart kids on the farm if they can't access the Internet on their smartphones. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue on why broadband is important for reasons beyond the benefits to farm productivity. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 4th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downey.